ever wonder what married men think? Well, I do. My name is Jory O'Neill, and I am on a quest to learn what makes men say, I still do, even when they feel like they don't. Join me as we embark on a journey of discovery and exploration into the mind of a godly man. Hear real stories of love, marriage, parenting, and everything in between. Each week, learn practical ways to keep your vows renewed well after the honeymoon. I still do. Do you? Welcome back, gentlemen! Oh my goodness! Episode 2 of the podcast! The Golly Man's Perspective on Marriage. Uh, I still do part 1.5. It's called 1.5 because there are some parts from last week that I kind of want to circle back to, right? So, Mm -hmm. after listening to last week's replay, um, before we got any further, I wanted to clear a couple of things up, right? So, Terry, you said in order to fully love your spouse, you need to be in love with yourself first. And the only way to do this is to know yourself and become a whole person. Can you speak to like the journey that you went through to like find out and discover who you were? Oh man, that, that journey was, um, it was, it was hectic. Um, I'll say, but it was an, a journey that I, I welcomed. Uh, once I got to that level to welcome that past, welcome my, my flaws, welcome, um, and and when I say welcome, I mean accept, accept what I've done, accept who I was, um, in order for me to become who I am now, and in order for me to further progress to be who I want to be. A lot of street life, um, a lot of infidelity, you know, um, here and there, a little alcohol and trees and stuff like that, you know, um, just just being trying to find ways to deal with anger that I had inside of me for, uh, and come to find out it was actually dealing with my childhood. Um, but you know, um, it, it stemmed from my childhood, the anger of, of, uh, not knowing who I was because I didn't grow with my father. You know, I didn't grow with my biological. I did have male role models, but some of those role models, what we would call role models for today's society. It was more of the role models who taught you how to survive and get what you needed to get to make it to the next day or the next month or the next week. That type of role model is what I had. Um, and that they was great at um, because I did learn a lot of them as far as life. But getting to past that that destination, that, that wall was a blockage. And for me, in order for me to get past that, I had to accept a lot of things. 27 years went by, I have never seen my father. I refused to talk to him, everything. But I had a son and my son was emulating the anger that I had towards him. It was coming towards me. So I had to change that for one. So I reached out to my father. And once I reached out to him and I tell you, God moved me in a way that I didn't even imagine being moved. Like it it automatically had me work on self. I went to counseling. I did uh, communication classes. I did relationship classes. I did classes on um, how to build yourself from the Bible. Um, of course, I'm Muslim, but I still, you know, do research and dealing with the Bible on how to continue to build yourself and stay in line with God. Um, I also, you know, did a lot of classes dealing with the, everything searching and not really searching, but more of planting those seeds that I was always telling myself when I was younger or who I was going to be. So now we fast forward, you know, I'm recently married January 1st. Um, I have a little girl that was born on the fourth. I have his one of his uh, stepchild, but yet she's still mine. And now 
those seeds that I planted on who I was going to be and who I supposed to be is starting to blossom. But it took a lot of tilling the land over and over again and pulling out a whole bunch of weeds in order for me to start blooming and blossoming to this wonderful person. The masterpiece is not finished yet. I still have a lot of work to do, but because of those errors of my ways and the things that I was doing back then, it made me a better husband today. It made me a better father today, a better brother, a better cousin, a better friend, a better entrepreneur, a better mentor, everything. You know what I mean? And tomorrow, I'm going to be better than what I was today. So that's just the mindset that I have. Like each day, I want to be better. And because I want to be better, there's nothing that can stop me. I control my energy. I control my environment. I control everything. Because if I don't like it, I move. If I like it, I build. Just that plain and simple. Wow, that's a lot of power. Um, so thank you so much because you got really vulnerable and you actually answered some of the questions that I had later. So you saved some, the listeners some time. They got to hear me. Just listen to you. I love it. I love it. So full disclosure, um, y'all stories is dope. I might just jack it and just write a book. Right. Um, so. Don't shake your head. It's okay. You love me. I can write a book. It's okay. Oh, now, yeah. You can write a book. I know you're going to have some comedy in there. I know it's going to be some, some tear jerkers. It's going to be some, this dude is stupid. That girl is crazy. I mean, it's going to be a lot of that, you know, but the thing is, is your creativity, your hunger, your passion, and your, your leadership that you're getting from God and how you move because the way he's moving you is what I say is remarkable. Being your older brother to sit here and do a podcast with you is, is it's a tearjerker. You know what I mean? Like, it's amazing. It's emotional. It's one of those things where I'm like, yo, I wanted to have a family business, but I'm not in a position to run the family business. Hmm. I got two people in the family that is a yin and yang in my teeth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Jory is a 100% go-getter. Ladano is a thinker, a processor. You know what I mean? I'm I'm just the guy who's like, hey, look, let's get together. Let's figure something out. You know what I mean? And it's much upside to everything that we, we focusing on doing right now. And I just can't wait to see what the next four months is going to look like for us. Well, don't, so sell, you, you. don't sell yourself short. You're very welcome, brother. Because um, I... I was contemplating and just looking at now. So you, I mean, this is the second episode and you already crying. You, you know what I'm saying? Like doing big ups. We supposed to save this to like the anniversary special next year, but I like it. You fast forward. I like it. <laughs> um, you are, and you've always been a connector. Like you from when we were younger, like I used to like sit in amazement and like any environment that you went in, you just make connections. Like, people gravitated toward you and your energy and your spirit. Um, and I know that's planted by God. So, you know, the same way that you say you look at me and you're like, wow, like I, I look at you and I'm like, yo, like I'm in awe of just your movements. Right. And then your reflection, right. What you just shared was super vulnerable. And to be honest, like today's episode, um, y'all don't know the title because I didn't tell y'all like, I don't. And so what, what people need to know is that I don't, they don't, it's not scripted. Like, they have no idea what I'm about to ask them. <laughs> they don't get the questions in advance. This is just me trying to pick a married man's brain. Or try to, I'm really trying to figure out how, how to love my husband better. But in the process, hopefully other men and women listen to this podcast and they're like, oh, wow, like 
I resonate with that or that sounds like something I can relate to in terms of, of how to relate better to my husband, right? So the goal and the hope is that people listen to it and, and they get something out of it. I hope this is a resource um, because it's, it's, it's powerful, right? And so going back to the book, I was thinking about writing one and calling it like I still do because I like that 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 term, but there's already a book called I Still Do, right? Um, so I was like, All right, I got I name it something else. It's cool, but um, there's a pastor. His name's Dave Harvey, right? So if you 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 digging what we saying, um, you, you like the questions I'm asking, they resonate with you. Like, go ahead and cop that dude's book, uh, or, or wait for ours when it comes out. Uh, his name's Dave Harvey. The full title is I Still Do. Growing closer and stronger through life's defining moments. So um, I was like, let me not, let me not try to reinvent the wheel. So I, I copped the book, and so far, so good. Um, so I bought the audio version because I'm reading a lot of other stuff. Uh, it's a lot quicker. It's a lot quicker. Um, so the point that he makes is, in particular, his inability to not express emotions or be able to identify them right and that sounds like a lot of what you just mentioned terry right like not knowing how you felt to be able to express it and then so all that stuff just turns into anger and so all emotions are now expressed through anger um uh and donald like last time we spoke you mentioned that sometimes the way that you respond when your spouse shares emotions will determine if they take that chance again in the future to share right in that way so how much of a factor, I'm going to say this for Donald, because we, we we just learned a lot about you, Terry. Um, get super appreciative of you sharing, brother. Um, Donald, how much of your upbringing comes into play when discussing how you express or your ability to express emotion? Um, you, you want to talk about my upbringing or what I, what I feel the importance of anybody's upbringing is? I'm just in general, how much of a factor do you think that your upbringing plays in your ability to communicate your emotions or at least identify them, express them, anything? Mm -hmm. um, I, I want to say initially 100 um, percent. A lot of times we the first idea or the first um, way we understand how to communicate with women is, is looking at it from our fathers to our mothers. Right. Uh, and, it, and thankfully, I was in a situation where I was able to see my father continually communicate with my mother, continually uh, talk to her, her receive him, she receive him, uh, her receive him, him receiving her, um, and seeing the do's and the don'ts. You know, I, I've, I've learned how to, how to, how, how to navigate dinnertime conversations, uh, looking at my parents, right? And I can only imagine or fathom, you know, a person who grew up with a single mother not having that same connection, trying to figure it out. Um, you know, and grant, granted, my, my, my father wasn't the smoothest cat in the world. And he, you know, he's not the, the biggest talker in the world. Uh, but, you know, whenever he does say something, it's, it's, it's worth listening to. And, and to be honest, I, I, I feel like that's kind of how I've been running my household as well. You know, like in the house, my wife does the majority of the speaking. Uh, most of the time when I speak in the house, it's mostly to correct the kids, uh, to encourage my wife or to really encourage the kids when they, when they have something that's really, really bothering them and they, they just need that reassurance. Um, but also I have to take into account what my wife needs in communication. I mean, is getting phased out by what my wife needs and what my children need. 
So yeah, when my kids are young, I can kind of just be that correcting voice. But for my oldest, I'm seeing more and more, she needs somebody to talk to, somebody to, to navigate how to deal with friends, how to deal with boys, how to deal with other girls who might be bullies, how to deal with, um, you know, money habits, how to deal with anger issues, how to deal with emotions, how to deal with something that she just read in the book, you know, and that was, that was, those were things that I did not get from my father, not because I don't think he couldn't do it, but it, it just, that wasn't our, our household. If a man really, if, if, if a man just wants to be stubborn and stuck in his ways, then, you know, how, if and he reflects on how he saw communication working from a man's perspective as a young kid, that's how he's going to communicate. That's how he's going to be. Once you get into that position of becoming a father and a husband, and you want to do what's best for, for them, you have to open up your eyes to seeing what they need from you and make those adjustments, no matter how uncomfortable it might be. It's to benefit them, not you. So that actually is a perfect segue into the actual topic, which is vulnerability, mm. right? Um, has there ever been an opportunity or a time? I'm not going to say opportunity because I'm sure there's tons of opportunities. Has there ever been a time where you've kind of faked the funk on knowing something with your spouse, like maybe they ask you a question about um, how to change something in a car, or they've asked you a question in terms of uh, knowledge that you possessed about something previous, right? Uh, has there ever been a time where you just like fake the funk? Like you just like, uh, of course I know that, of course. Yeah. yeah I, got a, I, got a I got a perfect example. So out in front of our house right now, we have a, um, we have a, a light a light post that I installed. Uh, you know, dug a nice two foot hole, poured the concrete. You know, had the the, the 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 screw sticking out of the concrete and everything. It was done right before Christmas here, so right around Thanksgiving time. Um, but I'm telling you this because six years ago she asked me if I knew how to put a post into the into the ground so we could add it to the front yard. I told her, yeah. <laughs> It took me six years to figure out how to get it done. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there are certain things that sometimes you 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 just say yes to certain things or all right, you understand, you you get it, you can just to kind of push the conversation and kind of get things rolling. Um, and sometimes as men, we we don't like to let our spouses know that we don't know something or know how to do something. Uh, that we think we should, um, you know, and thankfully, you know, for a generation of, of people who, who've grown up without, you know, both parents in a household, you know, YouTube has served as that surrogate parent for some things or where people can kind of search and figure things out. Um, but, you know, almost fessing up to what you don't know or saying that you know something you don't is, is another lie. And it's going to come out eventually. And so, you know, you just got to be able to, to be okay with expressing that. And then, and then another person, your, your spouse, if, if they express that they don't know how to do something, don't belittle them, belittle them about it. Because we go back into that situation of, I was being vulnerable. I told you I didn't know this. And you clowned me. So, you know, we're going we gonna, to we gonna figure out what I don't know by messing everything up. So, yeah, I think that's what it is. 
Terry, I know there's no opportunity that you've ever told Chelsea you didn't know something that, you know, you knew something that you didn't, right? You never done that before, right? Nah, nah, not me. Oh, no. Mm -mm. Never that. Never that. Uh, absolutely, I have. <laughs> but, but, you know, with me, I, uh, I, I quickly went to YouTube to, to figure it out or something of that nature. Uh, I, I have a thing with um, reading out loud. So um, we, in, in, in this, uh, so we took, took a leadership role in, in our business uh, and on our team to where uh, I'm teaching them the, the, the manual of uh, insurance. You know, is when it comes to reading certain things, I will like take control of it as if I know what I'm doing, and she know that this dude cannot read that well. You know, because uh, we read books together. You know, is we our first book that we actually read cover to cover together was a uh, a book called The Four Agreements, and uh, it was it's a wonderful book. It really changed my mindset on on how to look at life. Um, you know, one of the agreements is be impeccable with your words and the other one is don't take things personal. So because I don't take things personal no more, uh, it comes off a lot of nonchalant, like whatever, you know what I'm saying? But it, to me, it really is a, a whatever because I don't take it personal. No more. So it helps me, but at the same time, it's like, dude, why do you keep trying to read knowing that she's going to say something to you? You know, but it goes to the vulnerability. I'm willing to be vulnerable every time I read because I know by me being vulnerable, it's making me uncomfortable. And if I'm uncomfortable, I'm going to grow. As long as I remain uncomfortable, I'm going to get better. So I take on those challenges and I don't even see challenges as being challenges no more. I see them as opportunities. So, yeah, to answer your question, I do tell her I know some stuff when I don't, but reading is definitely one of them. I'm going to need you to say that again for the people in the back who didn't hear you, brother. Go and say that last line again. Uh, yeah. So um, in order for me to grow, I have to be uncomfortable. So I will stay uncomfortable so I can continue to grow. So that's how I'm doing it. So I got to keep Man, you, you better than me. I can tell you right now. Uh, one time we tried to do the whole, let's read the Bible as a couple type of thing. I was reading the Bible to it. Some names. Because I couldn't say she clowned me. I ain't read the Bible to her since. <laughs> Let's read the Bible. I'm going to put my phone out. The phone's going to read the voice. So in terms of once that trust, once that, that clowning right on you happens, like what as a wife can be done to like fix that, to remedy that? Like what, what can be done? Is there anything that can be done? Very, very simple. <laughs> Simply apologize. That's it. Apologize and you know, just don't do it again. But sometimes, you know, the apologies just don't come. It's like I was just messing with you, I was just playing with you, blah blah blah. But no, it's it's literally, I'm sorry, I apologize. I, I know I, I, I you were being vulnerable with me. I took advantage of that, and I won't do it again. No, that's an apology. Not you know, I was just playing with you. Stop being so sensitive. It's like no, you just keep digging a, 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 a deeper hole. That's that's not a true apology. Yeah, I just know sometimes you're just not going to get that. You know, <laughs> you know, we have to, it's, I have, I have to look at a lot of things differently because how I look at things in my past. It, it's really how we react to what they do. It goes back to what you said, the reaction. 
So if they, if I know she's going to crack jokes later on about the words that I say improperly or whatever the word is, you know what I mean? How I, I butcher it. And I know she's going to say something about it. It's how I react to that of what she does. You know what I'm saying? And because she is definitely the type of person to make me uncomfortable, um, then I will always, I'm reacting in a way to always get better. Because her job is to help me grow. And my job is to help her grow, build and we grow together. What happens is a lot of times one of us might surpass the other. One of us might be reading more. One of us might be getting our hands more involved in entrepreneurship. One of us might be taking a, a bigger role as being the parent. Um, the caregiver, the, the protector, the provider, everything. So when one of us take that and you can notice from their behaviors that they still doing the same thing that they was doing three years ago when you are already five years into the marriage. I know for a fact, she makes me uncomfortable. And because she makes me uncomfortable, it's because I know I'm going to be grown. And I'm so uncomfortable because I want to love her so hard that there's no other love that she ever experienced like the love that I want to give her. So I remain uncomfortable in, in, in everything that we do in our relationship. But communication is the one thing that I'm constant involved with, you know, saying the disclaimers and everything else. But yeah, um, it's really, it's really to me, it's based on how we respond to they heckling. You know what I'm saying? Like you're a comedian. So you're cracking jokes and somebody in the audience trying to steal your show and throwing, you know what I'm saying, little curveballs at you. It's how you respond to that that keeps the crowd going. Like, yo, she's legit. She's the truth. Like, he tried that. He tried, oh, I can't believe he said that. And she came back with this. That's what the marriage, that, to me, that part of the uncomfortability, that's what that's like. Tease me if you want. Because when you see that word supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, and I read it like it's ABCs, and it's just, oh, my God, did he really just flow that word? Then, yeah, I did that. You know what I'm saying? I did that. Thank you for making me so uncomfortable to where I had to read even more. And, 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 and I appreciate that. So there's two phrases that you just said that I'm going to have to coin and like put it on a t-shirt. My man said, I'm going to love you so hard, girl. You ain't never experienced no love like this before. I was like, ooh, I don't know if I'm scared or... <laughs> that's, some, that's some hard love. And the second one you said was you're going to be okay with the discomfort because the discomfort causes growth. Like I, I don't know, Donald, listen, I, I apologize like that. When I, when I clown Ron, I am a comedian and I have had hecklers and I guarantee you they ain't going to try it again. Um, words hurt, right? That's, that's what you said last, last show. You was like words hurt. They do. And they're very powerful. And so, I know that because of the mistakes that I've made in my marriage, um, I am more careful about what I say. I am more careful about how I say it. I'm more careful about the tonation and my intention because I know the impact that it has. Right. And so at, we're going to end this podcast here. This has been a dope conversation. Um, I need y'all to give me like we did last time for the people. Right. Give me one practical, either one encouragement, a mantra, something that will increase vulnerability in a relationship. Um, 
I think for me, again, it goes back to just the communication piece um, and being comfortable with having conversations with your significant other. Um, set the mood. So if, 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 if you want your relationship to be in a, in a place where you feel that uh, being vulnerable is accepted and being vulnerable is, uh, is welcomed, you got to communicate that. Like, you know, think back to when, you know, you guys were um, single, not married, right? And you always talk about your individual goals. Like, you know, oh, she, she's so ambitious. She want to do this. She want to do this. Oh, this is nice. That's nice. That's real good. But now that you're in a marriage, you got to talk about what is the team goal. And if, if you feel like as a married couple, you guys need to be more vulnerable, that needs to be a team goal that you guys need to sit down and talk about. Not like a business plan, but like seriously, like, you know, again, there was those couch conversations, getting vulnerable. If you can't do it on the couch, get in the shower. <laughs> you got to have those vulnerable conversations in those vulnerable spaces. But you have to make goals together for the family. You know, it's no longer just individual goals. It's, it's, it's the community, community goals. You know, what, what are you setting for the family? You know, the spouse, the children, hell, even the dog. You know what I mean? Like, what are, you, what are your goals? Well, dealing with vulnerability, um, that's, that's almost new for me. You know what I mean? To, I'll say within the past six six seven years is i i started to tap into that uh vulnerability realm of expressing my my feelings and, and the reason is because um I, I i caught myself as i flashed back to realize that um my upbringing um uh, was more of uh men don't cry men don't show emotions man up make it happen shut up stop crying get the tears out your eyes that was more more of what I was being exposed to. And when I seen my son go through certain things and he didn't cry, because once again, I literally duplicated what was told to me to him to a certain age. Yo, what you crying for? Get up, you'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? Is you dead? No, you ain't dead, so get up. So <clears throat> once I realized that my son wasn't expressing his emotions, and it was starting to bottle up and I seen what it was doing to him, it made me realize that I have to show my son how to be vulnerable. And I also have girls, so I have to show my girls that it's okay for a man to be vulnerable. And if he do be vulnerable with you, don't look at it as a sign of weakness because we was told as we grow up that being vulnerable or showing emotion is a sign of weakness for a man. So what I would suggest to a lot of men who has issues with being vulnerable or a lot of men who don't have issues to be vulnerable, look at it as this. How can you lead if you can't express how you feel? And a lot of people don't look at that as being a leader. As being a leader, you have to be able to express your feelings to people to get them to move to accomplish the mission. And when you're in a family unit, a family environment, each and all y'all should have a common goal. You have different goals, but the common goal, and if everybody can focus on that common goal and being the man, we're the leader, no matter what anybody say, 
we can go in and have all these conversations with our wives and we can do everything together, but the man is still the forefront of the family. And we will always be looked at as a leader. And that's a lot of pressure on us. Even though we say we welcome it, it's a lot of pressure. So I tell all men that's vulnerable and that's not, is be the leader yourself into your leadership, not what other leaders have done. So I want to break the generational curse. That's that's what I want to do as far as the men. So if I ever have another child and it's a boy, he's going to be the most biggest, not crybaby, but crier because he's in tune with who he is as a man so he can always express himself because he cry doesn't make him any weaker. And, and LaDonna, you can speak on this because you grew up with me. I would not let you cry. Why you got to pull me out like that, man? I'm just saying, because look at you now, though. Look, look at you now. Look at you. But the difference, I think the difference is, though, the, the biggest difference is while I had you and my other uncles on, in one ear saying, don't cry, don't cry, mm-hmm. I had my father saying, it's okay to cry. Just do it in, in the closet. Damn. Just do it in the bathroom. Do it in your room. It's okay to have emotions. Just don't let nobody else see you. So instead of, instead of being told, don't cry at all, I was told, it's okay to show emotions. You just gotta do it in a space that's vulnerable and, and a space that's that's safe. See, I didn't have that. <laughs> so that's what I'm teetering back and forth. Yeah, with my son, that is like, you know, it's it's one thing if you're hurt and if you're and if you're upset, we can talk about that. But if you're running around and you bust your toe and you want to scream out of out of nowhere, like you know, you just died. We're gonna we're gonna cut that out. Like, yeah. no, that's not like that's not the same as express yourself. You can say you hurt yourself. And, but you ain't got to cry for four hours because you, you stuffed your toe and it no longer hurts as opposed to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> said that they didn't want to be your friend and now you're upset. Let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's exactly, I mean, I feel you on that one because I didn't have that, you know, it's okay to to do this. It's okay to do that. Um, I wish I did. Um, then I probably wouldn't have been going through a lot. But at the same time, like I said, I accepted my past. As I accepted who I was, I accepted the things that I've done. And because I was able to accept those, I am who I am now. And I know where I'm going to be. So because I know where I am and I know where I came from, it's one thing that I always hear people say, don't let your past define who you are. You could never say, I, I want you guys to be like, I know Terry. But then you can hear somebody say, I know Terry. But then you can be like, you don't know Terry. You know that that dude seven, eight, nine years ago, that's who you know. That's not who he is. That's what my goal is in life. On top of that is you can never say you know me. Even from this conversation today, you won't know me tomorrow. Jory, I thank you for this opportunity. Um, Donald, I thank you for sharing the platform with me. Um, I couldn't play then then my my cousin, um, who I see grow into this amazing man, a loving father and a loving husband and a wonderful mentor to many others uh, outside of his home. And sister, I love you dearly. You keep doing what you're doing and bringing out the best of everybody you come in contact with. We love y'all. Join us over at the Facebook group, AZ Iron Sharpens Iron. Uh, pop some questions in the, in the box, um, and and I'll ask them to these two gentlemen uh, to find out more information concerning their lives. Uh, where where can the people like find y'all? Where where can they follow y'all? People like following people nowadays. I think it's weird, but people follow people all the time on the social. 
where where people where can people find you all at? I'm gonna put it in the description of this this podcast as well. Uh, nah, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at uh, tw78. Um, right, yeah, and you can follow me also on Facebook. Uh, my name Donald D. Owens Jr. And also on Instagram at uh, tag name is a uh, Journey Walker. Uh, you know, you'll find the uh, the spelling down below uh, so you can find it. Um, very funny page. Very funny page. Listen, if this is half as entertaining as, as all these heartfelt questions and sharings of, of your personal stories and your, your butt nakedness on couches, listen, I'm sure you're going to have many followers. Um, many, many followers. Um, I appreciate your time, gentlemen. This has been Jory O'Neill signing off on the godly man's perspective on marriage. I still do. Peace out. Love you all and be well.